Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. My name's Huntley Eisen, um, and today we're going to be interviewing the uh, the teacher that helped us with this podcast, get it started. And uh, today we're just going to interview her, ask her a few questions, and uh, yeah, let's get, let's get on with it. Oh, also, Adam's in this podcast, too. Yeah, I'm going to be in most of the podcast moving forward. And why don't you introduce yourself, Miss Callie? Hi, my name is Miss Callie Moore. I'm the East Facilitator for grades three, four, and five here at Wynn Intermediate School. And I have had the pleasure of watching these two young men um, share their faith through podcasts, helping them explore some different avenues such as Anchor and other recording opportunities. And I am really excited to see where they go with this podcast. I think they've done a great job so far. I'm looking forward to seeing more episodes in the future well that eliminates question one tell us about yourself (laughs) so uh let's move on to question two well actually do you have any more to tell us about yourself well what would you like to know Um, why'd you become an east teacher oh that's a good question okay why did i become an east teacher or just a teacher well i know you were an english teacher right i was why'd you stop doing that and become an east teacher um, so I love teaching English, love literacy. Um, but when I realized that the East position was going to be open a few years ago, I saw it as an opportunity to not only help the students in my classroom, but teach them about service and giving back to their community. Um, East stands for educational advancement through service and technology. And it just seemed like a perfect fit. I was anxious to be able to teach my kiddos how to serve others. Um, that's probably one of my favorite things to do is providing service to other people. And this class has allowed me to do that. Okay. Well, that's another question. How has COVID-19 affected your life? Mm, I believe that some of the biggest obstacles that we've had to overcome related to COVID are right here in the school. I think yeah. that it was so difficult in the beginning not having students on campus. Um, there were a lot of uncertainties as teachers. Um, for how we were going to educate students and how we were going to move forward. How are we going to make sure that they were still taken care of and all of their needs were met if we weren't getting to see them every day. Um, And since then, we've learned a lot about technology. We've learned a lot about how to reach kids remotely. And um, as a whole, COVID created a lot more work for teachers, which can be stressful at times, of course. And so we had to rely on each other. We had to be flexible, be open to change. And most importantly, we had to put our trust and our faith in Christ and just know that he was going to get us through. Um, so I thank you for that. That was really amazing. So I know we're flying through these questions. So um, how has I how has Corona affected you? And not like just the school. Okay. Um, So mentally, I feel like there was a point during Corona that I was probably exhausted. Um, Just very, probably afraid. Afraid would be a good word. What what about you guys? What did you, what would you, what word would you use to describe your feelings during COVID? Nervous. Nervous. Okay. I I could feel that. A lot of people have passed away during COVID and. You know, I actually had the coronavirus. 
You guys remember that back in December. Um, and I think that that's another thing that made COVID so crazy is that it affected individuals so differently. For example, um, when I was diagnosed in December, I had zero symptoms. In fact, the only reason that I even went to get tested is because I had my cheer squad was quarantined and I, I was attempting to come back and be here with you guys and teach. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go have this test done and they'll clear me and I can go back to work tomorrow. Um, and they said, uh, we're sorry, your test is positive. I was very surprised. I had no fever. I had no headache. I had um, no cold symptoms. I had literally none of the symptoms for like the first four days. And then on day five, I magically lost my taste and smell. That's how my aunt was. She she really didn't have much of symptoms, but after a couple of days, she said everything tastes like cardboard. Yep. Um, and so had I not gone and gotten tested, I would have never known, which is another thing that makes it so frightening. And it's so nerve wracking because how many people do you come in contact with every day? And they have no idea that they have the, the virus because they are not exhibiting symptoms or maybe they are just still carriers of the virus. Um, so I, I definitely feel like initially there was a sense of just fear of the uncertainty. What's going to happen? There was so much talk about, oh, you're going to be mandated to stay in your homes. And then obviously the shortage of cleaning supplies and uh, toilet paper of all things. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm picky about my toilet paper. So that was that was that affected me for sure. <laughs> um, but through the whole thing, I think that it's important to focus on the positive. I think that we were in a state where our entire country was just hammered with negativity, negative, negative, negative fear. Um, and it really gave me one of the perks of being home during COVID was it gave my son and I some really awesome bonding time. Uh, we were able to spend a lot of time doing things that we weren't normally able to do because of the hustle and bustle and, and the fast paced life that we lead. Um, so I'm grateful for that opportunity because we were able to grow closer. Um, we did things like planted a flower bed. Um, uh, we got to spend lots of time by the pool this summer. We got to go and visit my grandparents in another town because it's so far away during our normal school, school hours and things like that. We're not able to do that. So it did provide, it, provide us with some personal opportunities to grow closer. But again, like I mentioned, there was still in the back of your mind, there's always that fear and and just wondering what's going to happen next. And I think that the ex the most exciting moment I had during the entire COVID process um, was when they lifted this mask mandate. I think that we can all agree that that has been very, very challenging throughout this whole process. J just feeling like you can't breathe, you know? Um. Yeah. So, like you said, uh, my family had corona, too, and uh, we had a lot of bonding time. It was fun because we got to miss school. We still had to do schoolwork, but we, yeah. we had more time together. And uh, so another question is, well, before I start that, some people were afraid of corona. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I guess to you, really, how you uh, said it, it corona not only affected you in a bad way but it infected you in a good way too because you had to have time with your family absolutely you know i think it's important to remember no matter what obstacles life throws your way that there's always a silver lining you know even a rain cloud after a rainstorm the sun comes back out and there's going to be something positive to be found in the biggest and worst of storms and 
it's all about mindset. And if you approach every day looking for the negative, guess what? You're going to find it. But if you take a negative situation and you search for the positive, you'll find that too. And I think that I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm thankful for my faith during this time because it allowed me to put that worry and, and the fear on God's shoulders because I know that that's what he's there for. I know that he's willing to tote that burden for me and not to have to worry about that. Being able to focus on that time with Hudson and the rest of my family was such a blessing. And so I think that 20 years from now, when we look back and say, wow, how did COVID really affect us? I think it's important to be able to say, you know, there were some positives during that time. And, and, and I'm grateful for those. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to question three. So it's another COVID question. On a scale of one to 10, how bad was COVID to you? Well, I absolutely hated missing you guys here at work. Um, I did not like not being able to be in the classroom with you guys. I felt like it was it was a big inconvenience. Um, it was more emotionally, it affected my health more emotionally than it did physically because I was cooped up in the house. And you can imagine having, I mean, you said your family had it too, and 14 days um, being cooped up with your family without being able to leave, without being able to go to the store, not going to church. I mean, it was, um, it was trying. There were some days where I was like, okay, I'm staying in my room and you're staying in your room. We, we need some separation here. Um, but like I said, my physical health really wasn't, it, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. So, um, I guess you wanted a one to 10, huh? Hmm. Yes. I'm going to say a five because my physical health wasn't terrible. It was more so that the whole time I was stuck in quarantine, I was thinking about all the things that I needed to get done and all of the deadlines that I was missing and all of the practices that I was missing and all the basketball games that my senior cheerleaders were missing. And I just felt so responsible for so many other people's happiness that it was, it was just an inconvenience. Yes. Uh, COVID was very hard. So, next question, how has God blessed you through COVID-19? You know, I think that the whole COVID, the whole COVID pandemic changed my, my mind frame. Um, it changed my relationship with God in the sense that I was more aware of the time that I needed to spend with Him. I think that we get really busy sometimes in our fast-paced lives, and it's we forget to dedicate that time to God that he needs from us and that we need to be closer to him and to be drawn into him. And I think that, like I mentioned earlier, in the first stages of quarantine, when everything was shut down, we were really able to take that slow down and truly have some time with Christ. And when all that happened and everyone was afraid and we talked about the fear and all that, I set a daily reminder on my phone and I I just called it like daily prayer reminder And I have it set to go off every two hours throughout the day. And I've kept that reminder even now that we're back in in the classroom and stuff. And I I may be in the middle of class and it'll pop up on my watch sometime and it'll just say, remember to pray. Um, And I'm grateful that I I made that leap and that I made that commitment because it has given me so many opportunities to reflect on um, the positives that God has placed in my life and what a blessing it has been to know him during this time to know that I I don't have to worry about the fear and the uncertainty because I do know that I have a heavenly home. Um, Before we go to question five, 
Uh, so I, COVID did give us a chance to have more time with God also, because throughout the day, um, most of you probably don't wake up at five trying five a.m. trying to read your Bible. I don't do that. I'll tell you that right now. I do not because I would be exhausted. Uh, get, exhausted. <laughs> yes, very exhausted. So COVID, if you had it and you were quarantined, that gave you more time because on a regular day, if you don't have your time planned out to read the Bible, then you're you're just gonna you're gonna go uh your your day is going up and down like a roller coaster and upside down and it's crazy and um you don't have enough time to read your bible but that's just called not putting god first and you mm-hmm. have to put god first even in your troubled times even when you know if you're in high school even if your assignment is about to, even if you can't finish your assignment or you have to get it done you know you have to read the Bible first unless your parents say uh, you have to. You pray about it first before you do it. And if God says read the Bible, you read the Bible. And uh, if you pray about it, you won't get in trouble. I'm just trying to go. I'm going off track right here. Uh, that That's just something you um, need to have as a reminder. Maybe set a reminder on your phone like Miss Callie does and and read the Bible or pray and have that reminder in your head that's saying you need to do this before you take your next step in the day. I so I would like to add, um, I very rarely actually get out my Bible. Um, I have the Bible app on my phone and it's very interactive and my friends and I use it to share scripture. Um, I enjoy it because I can use that app and I can t- literally, if I'm having, if I'm struggling with anxiety or if I'm really stressed out or maybe I've lost a loved one and I, I, I can type that topic in and it will pull up scripture directly related to that topic from the Bible. And so it makes it very relevant to whatever you're going through at that time. And I think that that's something that I would encourage all the listeners to do, um, Every single one of us is likely going to have some form of technology in our hands, whether it's um, your laptop or your cell phone or watch. Um, Those types of things make it really easy for us to stay plugged in with God and and to be submerged in his word, even in a busy day and even with um, crazy schedules, you know. And so that's been helpful for me personally. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to question five. So why don't you go ahead and read it, Adam? How has God helped you through life? Man, we could get real deep right here. But just touching the surface, um, naturally, I'm an overthinker. What that means is that every single situation that I'm in all day long, um, I'm very careful to see all the perspectives, to try and feel all the different feelings that are associated with it. And sometimes being an overthinker can really get me in my head and it makes me very anxious about things. Um, I ha- it stresses me out because I'm always worried about, well, how is this person feeling or how is this person being cared for? How can I serve this person? And a lot of times I don't take time to refuel or focus on myself or worry about my own feelings because I'm so consumed with pleasing everyone else um, that 
it took me several years to realize that God wants me to be cared for in the same way that he cares for others and, and because he cares for me. Right. And so I think that I've been blessed in being a servant for others and I've been blessed um, I mean, I've been blessed with family. I've been blessed with a career that I love. I've been blessed with you guys and the opportunity to serve you guys. Um, and most importantly, I've been blessed with peace. Um, later in life, it came to me that probably just in the last five years, that no matter what worries I have, what thoughts are in my head, who I'm trying to please or who I'm trying to make happy, ultimately the one person that I got to worry about is God, right? And so... Um, there are so many scriptures that tell us to lean on him, to rely on him, that he will not leave us or forsake us, that if we trust in him, we'll, we will, you know, have everlasting life. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of references in the Bible that say, just trust him, just worry about him. And I'm blessed because, because I know I can do that. I'm blessed because I know that my trust is in him. I'm blessed because I, I know that he, he's got my back. Yeah, uh, I'm an overthinker, too. Um, so when I'm in church, I'm praising during worship. And, you know, I get the feeling that everybody where I go to church, everybody's jumping and clapping mm -hmm. for the Lord and raising their hands. And they're all over the church. Yeah. And I was thinking that... Um, one time I was going to run and um, around the church because I was just so Moved, overwhelmed yeah. with his praise, with his uh, glory. And uh, I, th I thank him for that, that he does that. But I started to overthink because my brother was standing right there. I was like, what if I accidentally trip and hit my head on the side of that wood bench that's sitting right there? What what happens if I do? And when you get overwhelmed like that, that that's not you. That's the devil getting in your head oh, telling you're so you, right. yes. don't don't do that because you don't praising God is the wrong thing. That's what the devil is saying. You need to praise God. You need to run. Don't think of the outcome. Just do it. That's right. And that goes back to, to that trust. Being able to trust that the the presence of the Lord. Being able to trust in Him. No matter what the situation is, mm -hmm. it's it's he's he's a powerful God, God. Sorry, and when you're in church, his presence just comes down, and it's so overwhelming that you don't know what to do. You just praise him with all your heart, and um, so that's uh, that's what I think, um, and. That's all the questions we had for you today. Thank you. Thanks and for having me. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for coming. Um, so before we ended up, I have a verse. It's uh, Psalms 56 and 3. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. It's a short verse. It's a, um, a nine-word verse. What it's trying to say is in hard times when you're afraid, like COVID-19, tons of people were afraid. Put trust in God, and you that that helps you through hard times. Just put your trust in God, and He will He will bless you. Um, 
And if you give with a humble heart during hard times, then um, you'll be blessed back. And you have to do it unto God. Thank you for uh, tuning into the pot, the P7 podcast, everybody. Hope you like this episode. Um, so see you later next episode on episode eight. Peace, guys.